This week in our collective heads Wanna put an old rumor to bed Stereotype that you've all heard How we're all just angry video game nerds Most of us have actual jobs Kids and families and cats and dogs, yeah This week in our collective heads This week in our collective heads Welcome I'm Kevin. I'm Patrick. And we are Twiach on the internet, so you can find us there. And we have things to, that we would like to discuss with you. Mostly video games. Mostly. Sometimes we have tangents. <laughs> Usually we have tangents. So what we're going to go ahead and do to include you in this is uh, next week we're going to talk We're going to talk about uh, what makes a good console launch. Because we just had the Switch. And... We're pretty happy about it for the most part. Uh, as Patrick said, it's it's a great beta phase. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> and, and so, yeah. So that's going to be our topic for next week. Our topic for this week, at the end of this show, or as a separate video on YouTube, uh, we're going to talk about our favorite cutscenes from video games yes, we of are. all time. Yes, we are. But first, as we do every week, we're going to talk about the backwards compatible games that are on the Xbox One from Xbox 360. This is one of our favorite things that Xbox does. It is. And we like to make jokes about it. Yeah, especially because they, they tweet it out, and if you're not on Twitter, yeah. you don't really if, see yeah, it. If you, if you don't see it, you miss it, and it goes into the now 300-plus games yes. that are um, backwards compatible. This is the reason I sold my Xbox 360. Now, yeah. I, I hold... Okay, uh, very brief aside in the history of Patrick. I... Missed out on some certain consoles. Mm-hmm. Some certain consoles were sold by my parents when I when I was uh, naive and young and was like, I don't need that anymore. My mom's like, I'll sell it. So I sold my Nintendo and yeah, all my games to get a Snes, nice, right? To Owen's dad. Okay. To get a Super Nintendo. Does he still have the? I have no idea. Okay. Uh, I don't keep up with that but, anymore. But long story short, um, that left a, a really harsh. You know, memory for me. So I don't like to get rid of games or or consoles unless I have to. Yeah. And because my mom, of this, my mom sold my Super Nintendo at a garage sale without telling me. My mom sold my. And I am so glad that I I, yeah. I still had like the games that mattered. To okay. Me. Yeah. Uh, Zelda, Final Fantasy VI, signed by Colin Moriarty. Yeah. And yeah. And the fact that uh, I'm just glad you didn't sell Zelda. Final Fantasy VI, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have a gold cart Zelda. So, I do. Uh, I, I this is the reason that I sold my Xbox 360 though is because the amount of backwards compatible games that are on there pretty much everything that I want yeah. is is on there so I either have it digitally mm-hmm. or I have the disc kept my discs I yeah. sold ones that I knew there was no way I wanted to come back and play like Fracture Mhm Sure that one that was a game so because of this, it's it's allowed me to consolidate my consoles. Yeah, and and reduce reduce the size because you, you there's a lot of sp- stuff out there. Yeah, there is. So uh, so we have backwards compatible games. Uh, starting off with uh, Dead Rising Two, Case Zero, uh, and Dead Rising Two, uh, Case West. So are these like uh, as someone who's unfamiliar with the Dead Rising series, is is this kind of like the the Left Behind stuff from Last of Us? It's like separate yeah. stories in this universe Correct. type thing. Correct. They're se- they're they're. Very much like the Left Behind, you have Dead Rising two, and then you have these uh, these additional ones like the Alan yeah. Wake near American Nightmare, and okay. I can't remember if these were left if these were allowed or these were sold as standalone before, uh, but I'm glad these well, are popping in here. 
They, I would imagine, I, I think they have to be standalone because DLC, like the, the Mass Effect 2 DLC, when Mass Effect went backwards compatible, yeah. all the DLC was included in that. Yes. Same with Borderlands. Yes. And so so these these had to be separate releases. Correct. I just mean because the um, because they were sig- specified in the tweet, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if they were standalone. So I, I honestly don't remember that part. Okay. Uh, but we did also get Meet the Robinsons. Yeah, exactly. It's the only thing I remember about that. Movie. <laughs> that's that's the the entire production was worth it for the. I have big. I have tiny arms. Tiny I have such a large head and tiny, tiny arms. arms. Master. That's all, I, that's all I remember. This was yeah. the this was the, uh, the the time time travel, time travel baseball nerd got picked on guy. It wasn't that great. Honestly, uh, no, I know really there's wasn't. some fans who will probably be upset with me just for saying it, but it, it wasn't that great of a of a movie. Um, certainly a slump in the uh, in in their uh, in their animation. But yeah. uh, but that's a thing. That's a game. So you could play it if you if you liked that. Um, and maybe it's fun for kids. Speaking of ga- speaking of movies that weren't that great, Cars Two, the video <laughs> game, also there, which. Eddie Izzard couldn't even save, and Eddie that's, Im- save. that's impressive. Well, the the best part of that movie mm-hmm. was Tomato. and that's that's saying a lot because Larry the Cable Guy is great in small doses. Yep. Um, I actually don't mind his his, uh, his stand up, um, but if you watch, um, oh, what was I going to say? Uh, if you see, oh, the Larry Larry the Cable Guy, the what was it called? The uh, the Health Inspector, which is a confusing title, by the way. Because it's the health inspector, is his t- is his yep. job, but he's yep. Larry the Cable Guy, but he's a health uh-huh. inspector. So that movie's freaking horrible. You can say anything you want about Rob Schneider movies. By the way, that guy's awesome. But um, you can say anything you want about Rob Schneider movies. That movie is horrible. You can't watch. I mean, try to watch ten minutes of that, fifteen minutes of that. Um, I'm, I trust you. <laughs> trust me. Yeah. Trust me. You don't need it. Yeah. Uh, Cars Three uh, is coming out. Um, and that's that's a thing. Um, <laughs> as as a giant Disney and Pixar fan, I, I detest the Cars franchise. What's really funny about this whole Disney thing is, I have kids, and I see fewer kids movies than you do. <laughs> like, on, like I I haven't seen Moana yet. I I I kind of want to, but Moana for, is is Moana is is excellent. Yeah. I've heard. But every time, for, for like a month, mm-hmm. every time we got into the car, we rotate who gets to pick the music between Arya and Nora and I. And every single mm-hmm. time, they wanted to listen to the Moana soundtrack, starting with You're Welcome. Yes. It's a good song. Yes. It's a fun song. Mm-hmm. I have no context for it. And that was my only exposure. And because of, I have a weird thing with music. Mm-hmm. I don't really hear lyrics and stuff. Oh, you don't? So okay. all of it just kind of blends together. Okay. So You're Welcome is the only thing in my head from that soundtrack, despite having listened to it dozens of times. I, I like it, yeah. but I, I got I got tired of it before even having seen um, the movie, and that's a, unfortunate. It's a fun song. It's a fun moment. It's Honestly, it's not my favorite, though. But it's, but it's 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 Dwayne Johnson yes. actually singing his part, and it's Dwayne Johnson yeah. actually singing it, and yeah. that that made me super happy because I was like, wait a minute, that sounds like that's the yep. that's the Rock, and like I I pulled over and looked it up. I was like, oh my goodness, it's the Rock singing, and props to him for for just coming out there and being like, 
Yeah, he, he's not he's not the best singer. He's not professional, yeah. but he he puts the effort and the heart into he it. He even did it live on the Academy Awards. Nice. Well, like he, I mean, like I don't mean like they told they asked him to do it. He, as part of his presentation, he was like, <laughs> they called me up, and no, I, I just want to say this, this is what I want to do. Um, yeah. Now, my favorite song on there, Whitney has uh, a lot of favorites. How far I'll go is is a really good one, but uh, Shiny. Do you know Shiny? I've I've heard it. It's very Bowie esque. Um, right. I like I like I like I like the feel of the song. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Who's being shiny? Yeah. Uh, a giant um, crab who has decided to adorn his his uh, shell with shiny objects to be as glamorous as possible. So he's he's a dragon wannabe. Yeah. Okay. But on the shell. On the shell. Not like not like hoarding. He wants it on his. He wants to. Right. He wants he, to he be wants as to... shiny as possible. Right, I I gathered that from the song from and the, song. the title yeah. and the couple of lines that I picked up. And it's yeah. Jermaine Clement from uh, Five of Concords. Oh, yeah. that's that's yeah. Okay, yeah. That well, okay. So the the first major bit of news that we have this week is we have the PS uh, the PlayStation Plus games mm-hmm. that are going to be free for all of us. All of, Mo- us. Most, all, all, all of us plus people yeah. uh, for for uh, next month. Yeah. And some of them look pretty good. There's a couple that I've already played. Yeah. Um, we got uh, Earth Force Defense Force, which neither one of us have, have played, but I love right. saying that. Earth Force Defense Force. Um, this looks... Um, this looks boring. <laughs> I've yet to find any any footage of this that I want to play. Uh, Under Night in Birth. Okay, so... Yeah. The, this looks the like, Persona Fighter, right? Uh, it actually looks closer to me to the Blast Blue one. Yeah. Lumos yes. is, a, is a weird, puzzly, all kinds of fun stuff, and this this actually looks like my kind of puzzling. Yeah. Um, disc Jam. Disc Jam. Not <laughs> quite Wind Jammers. This this looks dumb. Over the fun. top Frisbee yeah. Volleyball. Severed. Severed is awesome. Yes. I bought this when it came out because I trust Drinkbox implicitly. Yes. Um, and Tearaway Unfolded. I haven't played the PS4 version, so I'll have to actually play that one. But I've played it on... Uh, on the Vita, yeah. which is which was the original place where it launched, and it's it's a pretty fun game. I like the the creativity that they have because like one of the things that you do is uh, is there's these little drums that you can walk on, and you tap it from the bottom, and he bounces. Okay. That and was, I was I could never get the, the the tapping on the back of the Vita. It's such a sweet spot on that thing. Yeah. The I okay so on on the the Final Fantasy VI version that was the PlayStation version that they brought to there yeah um, whenever you tap the back it does L and R okay so if you're doing blitzes you have to hold it here so that you can so that you don't accidentally touch it uh, and screw up your blitz yeah um, and also when you're going through menus it'll be like you want the seventh page no, <laughs> no. I want the fourth item <laughs> so but yeah so so that's that's something yeah um i'm again uh oh i mean okay so we did the xbox games uh last week we we heard about those and we had uh assassin's creed rogue and and a bunch of uh, which is backwards compatible backwards Mm -hmm. compatible as well uh so spoilers for for microsoft versus sony Hmm. microsoft has won this month by Mm -hmm. by a long shot i don't know because Tear, Tearaway, mm-hmm. Tearaway is is a really special game that does stuff that I haven't seen in other games. Yeah, the creativity that they brought 
with uh, like one of the things that you do is like um, whenever you're holding the Vita, yeah, it actually uses the camera and puts your face in the sun. Okay. And then like like I said, you you tap the bottom For Vita, or yeah. or like you can uh, another thing that you can do is is sometimes you'll have like your finger pokes up through the back of it. Ah. And like the the amount of ways that they use the input. Yeah. That I've never seen before. That's kind of cool. Trumps everything. That's so cool. so yeah. I, I think I think I think we'll see. Yeah. Sorry, and, I was, like I said, Disc Jam looks dumb and fun. Sorry, and, and we, I mean, Borderlands Two. Borderlands Evolve, Two is phenomenal. I mean, there's to me. I think I think uh, Xbox won this month, but uh, we'll let you know. We'll on see. The, Goal, on the uh, Gold Plus Roundup when we review all of the games. Borderlands Two is going to be hard to top, though. Yeah, it is. But <laughs> that's also an old game. But it's a really good. game. It's so good. Speaking of really good old games, mm. Xbox One or Xbox Game Pass, I should say, has yes. been announced. So Xbox Game Pass, you'll be able to, uh, for a subscription fee, mm-hmm. uh, nine ninety nine a month, you'll which, be able to which play... Which is excellent. Yes. You'll be able to play, better yet, will you be able to download and play mm-hmm. games, uh, older games, the back catalog. And the, the download portion of that is the most important part of this. Absolutely. Because the play, PlayStation Now, mm-hmm. you have to stream the game. Yeah. So, which still, I know they spend a lot of money on Gaikai and their streaming services and everything, yeah. but that doesn't make sense. Why would you host all this when you can just make it do it? Just let me download it, and just like play. Well, they already have a system that that does the check for your um, for your account, right? So, yeah. like, if I don't have my PlayStation Plus, there's you know, then there are certain right, games right. that go away from my catalog. Yeah. So. This system is already in place. You already have the, the, the software, the programming to handle it. Just just just, just yeah. let me have the dang game. So I say utilize that. Let me download the game. And as soon as I end my subscription, game's gone. Yeah. And so they're going to have uh, they're going to have games rotating in and out. Um, but Phil said that they're going to they're going to work on having like a core catalog. And even after something uh, is removed from the store, mm-hmm. you're still going to be able to play it as long as your subscription is active for okay. 30 days after that. So they'll give you... You can finish it up. They get right. 30 and, 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 they'll, and not only that, but I imagine we're going to have kind of like... Uh, IGN has a thing that they release each month, which is this is what's leaving Netflix, so yeah. watch it now. Yeah. And I think they're going to have something like that. So you'll have four to six weeks, I think, to, to prepare for something like that. Another thing that he said about it um, is that is that a lot of times when they have games with gold, they notice an uptick over the following three months in mm-hmm. sales. Of certain games? Of, of the games that were on gold oh. because it reignites the conversation. And I think that that's, that's another fantastic possibility with this. <laughs> he also said that it this is a something that's been in process for three years. Mm-hmm. Which he just celebrated his third year of being there. So this is something that Phil Spencer has been working on since he became yeah. the head guy in charge. Showing, and that's why we love that. Showing dude. he's the right guy for Microsoft. Absolutely. Um, I, I and uh, that aside, saying that and all these great things about Microsoft, uh, you and I were discussing uh, with the Nintendo Switch uh, coming out uh, with Zelda. Uh, and uh, Horizon Zero Dawn and Neo. And Neo. In, in 30 days, we we have had in February <laughs> slash March, we have had three Game of the Year contenders. Yeah, and and I'm not saying that as a fanboy. I'm just saying that as these demonstrably, these surprisingly, demonstrably, if you look at all the Metacritic scores, absolutely, they are yeah. they are astounding, and Xbox is nowhere to be seen. Yeah, and it. They they released Halo Wars 2, which 
was a Twitter game. <laughs> like, uh, okay, so Halo, I know, I mean, I, I played all the Halo games except for Halo 5. Uh, I've played every Halo game, but I have no interest in playing Halo Wars. I, I played the first one, and I, I liked it. You liked it, okay. But like, it doesn't it doesn't have the story, and like, um, because you gotta we, hook we, me for a did real we time did we talk about Bonnie Ross last week and her we're gonna tone down the story no comment no okay, so we talked about the split screen comment that she made okay uh, I, I I think it was in that same conversation, but Bonnie Ross said that. Um, that she wants to tone down the story in the game because she wants uh, she she wants people who are just there for the shooty shooty bit just there for the shooty shooty bit to enjoy that without having to have it quote bogged down by the story and she wants you to go out into the uh, I forget what she called it the the transmedia she wants you to go find the shows, read the books, do the things, and so they're gonna tone the story way down in the game, and if you care, then you go find it somewhere else. And it's, no, the, I, the, the, the story of the Halo franchise yeah. is, is good, and in the game, if, if, you hadn't, if you hadn't done a good story to begin with, you, there wouldn't be a need, desire for the transmedia stuff. Like you have to have a good base, yeah, before you can do that. And and I was I was I was really disappointed with that. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Speaking of things carrying over from last week. Yeah. Um, so uh, last week at the beginning of the show, like right before we aired, um, they they target I think it was leaked the shadow. Shadow of War was coming out, which is basically Shadow of Mordor 2, and I am super excited about it because that first game was fan-freaking-tastic, and I don't know why nobody else has grabbed the Nemesis system. I don't know. The, the ne- I absolutely love the Nemesis system, I don't, and I agree. I don't know why no one's no one's utilizing it. Um, I had, and since we're recording this, it's copywritten, so you can eat it. Uh, I had uh, an idea for utilization with that uh, that I was discussing with John okay. uh, to use utilize that within a game uh, to um, essentially, you have these mini bosses, if you will, because that's how the Nemesis system. If you're not familiar with uh, any of the the smaller mini boss characters, have a unique identifier. They yeah. remember you. Yeah. So if you kill them, if you don't kill them, if, if you don't, if you them. don't, if you don't decapitate them, you have to kill Correct. them in a specific way Correct. to make them all dead. And Otherwise, they'll only be mostly dead. And I didn't know that playing the game, so one, oh, of, my, one of my most <laughs> memorable parts, I knew that you had to kill them, I didn't know you had to decapitate right, right, right. them. And one of the most memorable times of me playing the game, and I really wish that I was streaming this with a facial light, with, with a, with a uh, camera on me, because uh, my reaction to that was insane. I had uh, attacked and thought I had killed a uh, uh, one of the one of the uh, uh, works with by throwing him off of a cliff. Yeah, and a huge cliff. Nobody does cliffs like me. Through the cliff, and I was like, okay, I got him. I barely he's, won the battle. Yeah, barely won the battle. I'm like, all right, he's gone. And then I think it was a couple hours later. I happened to go around the same area. Yeah. And, and he's it there. zooms in and he's like, You thought you could get rid of me by throwing me off a cliff. And I'm like, What? <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. So my idea with it was to do a Batman like game or superhero like game. Mm-hmm. And if you depending on how you uh, kill certain villains or don't quite kill them, yeah. you end up causing them to become a supervillain. 
I like it. Because Batman pretty much causes, or not pretty much, many of Batman's villains yeah. are actually caused by Batman meddling and yep. having accidents, going, I'm not going to kill you, and then yeah. throwing you in a vat of, of chemicals. So right. I thought it'd be really cool to do uh, as, as a, a superhero game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman or, or something similar um, where you end up causing the supervillains to to come up especially if they're if they're resulting power because uh, in the in the nemesis system they would show up with scars based on how you kill Correct. them like if you if you burn them they get all Correct. burned if you shot them in the eye then they're missing an and eye powers not only scars but powers and power and so and that's that's where I'm going with this is like if the if the way that you killed the henchman, like you were talking about, you know, dropping into a vat of acid, yeah. if part of their part of their 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 powers or their moveset mm-hmm. is based on how you kill them, they right. get electricity powers. Yeah. Or if you throw them into a pit of spiders, then you have to fight Spider-Man. I don't know, <laughs> like giant mutated spider thing, but yeah. not Spider-Man, yeah, yeah. Spider-Man, but right. a man spider, if you will, Spider-Man. Like like well, instead of uh, like you know you have Batman and you have mm, man, the man, man bat. bat yeah so it's like that so man, man spider man spider yeah okay and then if you like cut off the limb then they have like a robotic one yeah if they're if they're um, one of these mini bosses that was my idea but I have not seen the trailer to Shadow of War oh really so yes. I would like to do a live uh, reaction to this so I'm gonna turn Absolutely. off I'm gonna turn on the uh, the sound here make sure it's not too quiet. Save this. I like that I can do that while you're not seeing what I'm doing. Right. Um, so here we go. Uh, oh, hold on. Did I? Yeah, I rewound it. Okay. Maybe inappropriate for children. We are a man child, so maybe. The world of men is empty. Okay, graphically, I know this is the cutscene. Yeah. This is. This is in the fires of Mount Doom, a ranger and a wraith, bound together in death, crafted the one thing that could challenge Sauron, a ring of power. But power can blind those who seek it. The great deceiver has returned to Middle-earth to rebuild his armies to rule all. The corruption will be contained no longer.
gameplay reveals coming in just a few days, mm -hmm. uh, which is which is great. And um, the game's coming out in August. Cool. Uh, yeah. This is this is we, we discussed this when Fallout Four was uh, was announced. Mm -hmm. It was like, hey, guess what? We're gonna, we're going to announce the game, and you're going to get it in like five or six months. Yeah. That that's perfect for a surprise like this. I didn't expect another Shadow of Mordor. I didn't expect Shadow of War. Really? I, mean, I wanted it. I didn't think it would happen. No, I didn't. I knew that. I knew this was happening because it was it was a new IP. Mm -hmm. Kind of. It, it was a new it was a new video game. Sure. IP. Sure. Um, and the other thing about it is that it was uh, both critically successful and commercially. Yeah. Like it, it sold well. Um, I don't I don't have the numbers or anything, but I I remember reading that they were surprised at how well it sold. And Monolith is a fairly small studio. Yeah, that's true. So and and WB. WB has has brought licensed games into. Hey, maybe we want to play these. <laughs> maybe these can be a good thing. It's yeah. not the it's not the NES and SNES days anymore. Yeah, and and for for a very long time, licensed games have been traditionally yeah not good. Yeah, and and it's and I think I think that they are the WB mm -hmm. is 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 and has learned to to figure out how to how to make it make it work. And so, so I believed I believed that this was happening, and uh, so yeah, we're we're looking for um, we're looking forward to those those titles coming out, and I'm I'm gonna buy the crap out of this, and I will I will play it and beat it because that game was quite wonderful. So, uh, yeah, my nephew's watching. Hi, Brayden. Hey, Brayden. <laughs> we're uh, live on on YouTube. He just he uh, saw me and said, "Yeah, you got the new Nintendo Switch." I did. You're gonna play it soon. Don't worry. Yes. Um, uh, but speaking of Nintendo Switch, it's yes. here. It's it a is. thing. It's 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 tangible. You can touch it. Um, mm -hmm. I've touched it. You have touched it. Uh, a lot of people have touched it uh, in the past uh, forty eight hours. Some people have licked it. Some people have licked it. So that's that's. I guess we can start with that that story. Sure. So so the game carts. By the way, uh, I did show this on my unboxing uh, video, but the carts are just crazy tiny. I have small hands, okay? Yeah. And this is just so tiny. Um, it is uh, It's smaller than a regular SD card. It's a little mm -hmm. thicker, yeah. but, it's, but it's smaller in, in its other diameter, its other dimensions, dimensions. to a uh, to an SD card. Uh, it, but the Nintendo thought, well, they're very small, so they're going to have you know, little kids may put them in their mouths, yeah. uh, and Nintendo said, "You know, what? we're going to uh, coat it with a specific uh, chemical compound that will make it crazy bitter, and you won't uh, and you won't want to put it in your mouth again." So, what that means so is obviously everyone put it in their mouth because they wanted to experience what okay, how, how bad how is bad it? is it? It's bitter. It's bitter, and if you know, for a toddler or one-year-old one-and-a-half-year-old right if they happen to grab this off of a table which like you've you've said should i'm sorry if if, if you are aware of sizes of things and there's, there's no reason for this to be anywhere near the ground no there isn't but if they did get it they will spit it out yeah they will spit it out uh it's it's disgusting and it lasts it lasts for a little while you so know. um so yeah i, I think that that uh, Part of this is Nintendo making sure they protect us from ourselves. It's like that's that's not your job, and it, needed, this is this has absolutely led to more game carts in and around people's tongues and mouths. Yes, because just all over the internet, and uh, Alana from from IGN yeah. actually ended up on Canada TV 
they actually sh- they were talking about this and they showed her they clip showed her of her of her licking it. <laughs> it's like okay, yeah. Yep. So yeah, there's there's a lot of really weird decisions. So we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and take this section and yeah. talk about the Nintendo Switch, the launch, and some of the weird niggling things that have that yeah. have come up. Yeah. Uh, one of them is that uh, if. If you have this on a kickstand, mm-hmm. you can't charge it at the same time unless you have like a hole in your table somewhere uh, because the yeah. charging is from the bottom. You'd have to have a hole in the table or a, I don't even know if they make these, but if there was a cable that had a right angle to it. Yeah. But even then, this is not at a right angle when it's when it's popped up. I've actually have yeah. it propped up uh, more at a right angle for you for your viewing pleasure right now because the glare is really bad. Uh, but yeah, they, essentially, you can't charge it while it's in while it's in the kickstand tabletop mode. Right. Uh, you would have to buy their their or someone else's uh, holder for it, mm-hmm. which does have more adjustment angles. Yeah. Uh, I haven't bought one. Uh, I, I, I right now I don't really see a reason to buy one uh, for the way I'm playing it. Um, but it's it's annoying because the uh, battery life on this is it, they said two to six hours depending on what game you're playing. Right. I've seen multiple people who have said that like Breath of the Wild lasts for just over two hours. Yeah. And it starts warning you like an hour and a half into it. It's like <laughs> hey, so it, there are compromises in this console. Uh, this is a this is a handheld and and home console, but. It's almost as if they were like, well, let's make sure it's it's the best of both worlds. And you have a lot of sacrifices in that. People keep referring to it as, oh, well, it's really just a handheld. Not really. I think that they want you to play this, play this as both, in my opinion. I think they want you to play it uh, at home and then take it on the go for a little bit. Yeah. It's not meant to be uh, your on-the-go console that you play for hours at a time. Yeah. Um, one of the things that uh, okay, so like when the when the Wii happened, we were we were all going to other people's houses and setting them up fully. One thing that would have been really nice is if you could just if you could just bring this to somebody's house and have like an extended thing where you you prop it up and kickstand and do like one two switch. Yeah, that would have been a great or better yet snipper clips because snipper clips is awesome. Snipper clips is the and, best. Yeah, yeah. but. And an hour, okay, maybe an hour or two is proof of concept, but you can't do like a full party or whatever. No, no, you could you do it for like you said an hour, two hours. Uh, Snipper clips, I'm sure, probably last three or so. Uh, yeah. Breath of the Wild, you can tone down the brightness if you want. Uh, that'll that'll help. Uh, but yeah, if you're the only way that I could take this out to show people for an extended period of time mm-hmm. is to bring the dock, the the whole I set, the whole and... thing. Which honestly, that's not a lot to bring. But it's more of an inconvenience that I have to I have to unplug everything and plug it in somewhere else. Yes. Uh, I I wish that um, I, I wish that it had a better way to charge it. Now, if you're bringing it over to show someone for like an hour, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, and that's really what this is meant to to be. It's meant to be a home console that has the portability to take it with you for an hour or two, maybe three depending on it. I think that they, they visualize someone who's at home and they say, you know, I may have a lull today or I want to play this on my lunch, take it over, play it on your lunch, bring it home. Yeah. I think that's really what they wanted to do in this. Or, this, or like even on your commute. Like if yeah. you, and, and I think, I think that the, that the Nintendo Switch, I don't have numbers on it yet, I haven't read anything, but I think that the Nintendo Switch is absolutely aimed in a more deliberate way yeah. than anybody else has at the Japanese market. Yeah. Which has a lot more commuting, and and their handheld market is much stronger. Mm-hmm. I think that this is that this is a Japanese centric 
it is. design. It, it really is, um, including how the, the controllers uh, uh, function and the, the, the all the portability on this thing is, is all yeah. made for that. Um, I've seen a lot of people in the UK as well um, discussing that. Again, mm -hmm. with transit, they're saying, well, the average commuter in London spends X amount of time on the tube, yeah. so you could just get your gaming in and that. I know that tube is how they refer to it, but every time I hear somebody talking about traveling via tube, my brain goes to Futurama. <laughs> um, so there, there are some things that they did that they've that they've done well. Uh, cross regional games. Yes. Basically, all you have to do is is set up a a an account mm -hmm. for that region. Yes. Like you can set it one up for European. Most of the time, U.S. and European, it's it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. But occasionally. Occasionally, it doesn't work, but that means that you can set up an account, yeah. a Japanese account, and if something's coming out there sooner, pop it in which, and, and go. Yeah, which is what a lot of people, uh, a lot of people are doing uh, now. The game obviously is going to be in Japanese uh, for the most part. So oh, a lot of times, sometimes, sometimes they delay them for for extended localization or whatever, yeah. or it'll get patched. Like if it does come, uh, I think it was. Yoshi's Woolly World came to Europe like two or three months before yeah. it came here, so it, it it already had been localized exactly. for Europe. And if you're really that bothered by a U in color, then you you just yeah don't even. Well, worry. I was I was thinking uh, a lot of the Japan games that uh, that launched with it, like Romance of the uh, Thirteen Kingdoms, uh -huh. uh, sorry, Romance of the Three Kingdoms Thirteen, um, which is out, and then uh, Voices. Which is also on our, on our thing to talk about. Voice? Voice, voice, yeah. Voice. Voice is whatever. Um, okay, so. That's to, out to, in To Japan. jump into that, yeah. That is a launch game yep. for the Switch in Japan yes. that you play with the touchpad. Yes. Because uh, it originally came out on, on iPads and, and, and pads. It's, it's a rhythm, rhythm game thing, yeah. music rhythm thingy. And one of the things that, that we didn't think that they were going to do is that they would that they wouldn't be willing to have games that could only be played with it in portable mode, but they did. That's fine if they curate it. Yes. Like if 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 I could get a curated uh, Google Play Store that had 0.5% of the games <laughs> and things that are yeah, on that store yeah. because it's 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 a bunch of angry white guys yelling. So it's it's basically politics, and I get plenty of that. Um, and so they they made the right decision there. And if I believe that Nintendo will be better at curation than anybody else on the market, and so if they if they choose to bring them over in a sensible fashion and only bring the good stuff, because yes. there are good stuff. Uh, what's what's that valley? Monument Valley. Yeah. Monument Valley. My girls have been playing it, and Arya beat it. Oh, cool! And I'm really, I'm really proud of her because that's that is the first game that she, she finished it and she she brought it to me and she said, there aren't any more levels, <laughs> and I was like, what? She said, there's no more levels to play, and I was like, that means you beat the game, sweetheart. Oh, and she asked me if there would be more levels, yeah. and I, I was like. I, I don't think so, no. but but I'm I'm really proud of her because she, yeah. she she beat her first game and for for a six year old that's that's fantastic yeah because like because like I, I kind of helped them with the journey that that was their first game that they beat okay because I didn't I didn't do any of the gameplay except when you're when you're going through in the in the bottom part mm. 
and there's the their the kite eaters flying yeah. around. Yeah. And uh, and they were like, ah, no, no, no. And so I I walked them through that part with my hands over Nora's hands. Oh, okay. And I was like, okay. come on, we can walk forward, we can do, do this. Can and do I, I could feel her like leaning back farther and farther into me. It was adorable. it was pretty adorable. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, they beat that when they were like three. Okay. And I'm I'm super proud of that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this was the first game that she ever beat on her own, and that that is a quality game. I've I've yes. checked it out, and it it expands your mind, and it does. Was it Escher? Is the is the one yeah. where you, yeah yeah. So it's 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 the Escher design brought into a game, and it's it's good. There, those games do exist, and I, I hope that Nintendo does well by that yeah. and, and curates it in a way that makes sense for all these indie games uh, not yeah. just the touchpad games all the indie games because there are a lot of indie games the Nindies as they're calling them uh, that that uh, should have been Nintendies Nintendies <laughs> that that Nindies just sounds weird. Yeah. Nintendies like it. I, I think I think that would have worked better. Yeah. But I, I don't get that. Let's talk. Let's talk about the the Nindies now that we're now that we're on here though. Uh, okay. So the first one we had was uh was, was Thumper. Thumper, which is a which was a PSVR game that you you can play without VR. But um, and do you have the sound off? Yes. Okay. But yeah, it's 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 like a violent rhythm game, and it I've I've seen a little bit of gameplay. It does look kind of fun. And so, uh, it looks, it looks like ridiculously intense. Like, yeah, it's like, there's so much going on on the screen Yep. that, uh, like fast RMX and those kind of games, like there's, there's a lot going on, but man, yeah, it's pretty intense. Yeah. Um, we also got, uh, they're also doing like Starview Valley. Uh-huh. Um, and and mm-hmm. the Nintendo Switch version is the first one to include co-op. Ooh, yeah. So they they have their own Switch version of this game. Yeah. And I seriously, I want them to bring this to Vita because I want to play it. Yeah. And I'm not gonna play it at home because no, I'm I'm not gonna do the the farming and the fishing this, and the. This makes a lot of sense for a port. Yeah. And uh, we got uh, Blaster Master. Blaster Master Zero. Yeah, sorry. Which is 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 going to be kind of a, a redo idea thing of the original. Which Blaster Master is a, is a fantastic game that that it's it's really it was really impressive at the time. But like just gameplay wise and from a from a perspective and and creativity sense, this game is is really spectacular. I never and, I never played Blaster Master. Really? Was it an S game? Because I mean, yeah, this okay. is, it's it's a Nintendo game. Okay. That's that's what I figured because it's, it's really good. Yeah, because because looking at it, I'm like, this is straight up eight bit. Oh, absolutely. In a good way. Yep. But Yeah. That's. I mean, so this this is a it's a good example of some really good indie games that are, that are coming out. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I think I, I mentioned to you, I'm going to be buying indie games on this specifically to show them third party and indie games. If if I can, I would like to buy it. On. Yeah, and and that's that's something that is essential for the system because uh, what 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 they have is like. Uh, you you have to have I believe you have to have a strong first party and a strong second slash third party relationships. Yeah. You have to have both of those because because um, Xbox has 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 a pretty good first party system. If you're into one of these three, ca- yeah. well, two categories, two categories, first per- first person bro shooter, yep. and the, and the room racing games because the Forza games are spectacular. Uh, but yeah, so um, and so so they have that Nintendo with the Wii U proved that you can't have a console 
carried on first per on first party, correct? Because nobody does first party like Nintendo. And if anybody could have carried a system on first party yeah. IP alone, it's Nintendo. And it didn't work. Exactly. So they I I we know mm-hmm. that they need they need this. And yes. they need to they need to foster these relationships yes. and we want to vote with our wallet and support that. And I think they're realizing that they need it. I mean the fact that they've They've done the the Nindies thing. I think they're trying yeah. to show, hey, guess what? We are going to be here for more than just the Nintendo games, more mm-hmm. than just Legend of Zelda, more than just Mario, right? Uh, or God forbid, we get a Metroid this year. It's not going to happen this year. No, not this I'm year. Hoping next year. I'm really hoping next year. I would love to see uh, the the Nintendo um, when they do their E3, their E3 thing, their Treehouse yeah. thing. I would love for them to for that to be the stinger at the end. But the, everything That'd else, they're like, hold on. Reggie's going, hold on, we have one more thing to show you. See, I don't know why he's complaining about Metroid. I mean, we got a Metroid game last year. Yeah, but... (laughs) No, not really. Not really. Um, So, yeah. Uh, But overall, I'm, I'm absolutely loving this console. And I, from a person who... I'm not a Nintendo fanboy. I friggin' love Zelda. Don't get me wrong. But... I'm not a Nintendo fanboy. Like, I will not defend them, you know, and, and this is... When they do dumb stuff. When they do dumb stuff, I will say that. This, uh, for kind of to summarize my, my thoughts on it and, and whether or not you should buy one. Yeah. This is... Think of this as a as a beta phase. This is, this is a soft launch. Not everything's on here. Um, they've said that... They, I, I don't even think they're getting a browser. Because they've said we're not we're not I, doing browser. I don't. Need I don't that. care. I don't need that. Um, but I would love Netflix and Hulu on this. I would love that kind of support. Because if I'm going to bring this around with me, this screen size for this, by the way. So this is my this is my phone. Uh, so in comparison to this, I mean, my phone is smaller. And this is this is an iPhone uh, iPhone six plus. So. Yeah. I would love to have this with me at the gym or wherever and pop that up and watch and watch Netflix on it. Yeah. Um, I would like more streaming. Yeah. We need to be able to stream. I yeah, I so speaking of that, I've been streaming my my gameplay of it and I don't get to use my normal setup. This the Nintendo Switch is in my living room. Uh, it doesn't have the setup that we have here. Uh, I could buy an extra dock. And put it in here because it, it, or I could undock it every single time. I could uh, take apart the dock. Yeah. I could unplug everything, bring the dock in here. I guess I could get a USB-C cable because I think because it charges via USB-C. Okay, so it could be done, it could but be it's, done. it's 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 they are not helping, and that's 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 the, my. Key. They're not helping. I don't think that it's going to get it unless you have some type of way to boost to to at the dock level. To, to give it a, a GPU yeah. boost, um, and there 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 are bits that you could plug into on the dock, and that that's possible, and that's that's the the one thing that, that we are in agreement on because you you said that you think that there's going to be a version of the dock that boosts the entire system, correct? PS4 Pro slash Scorpio correct. levels. Correct. I don't think that's going to happen, but I do believe that they that they will release something, an extension of the dock that allows you to stream. Which would be would be phenomenal. Uh, I've been streaming it. I literally went and bought an Elgato. It's in my freaking pocket. Uh, <laughs> I bought a capture card for this reason because it's in my living room. Uh, I have I have ways to stream here, but not there. So uh, I, I don't have a way to stream this. The fact that this was number three on Twitch for people to stream, and yeah, the top that's... ten, the top ten on there 
were all were all PC games, and I think there was one PS4. One, Neo was Neo. I think ten nine 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 or ten. Yeah. But everything else has a very easy way to stream, and the fact that this and mostly on mostly on PC, which is the the default streaming whatever. Yeah. But the fact that this was like number three when I was streaming on on Twitch. That's this is. It, Nintendo, we want to stream your stuff. Please help us. Work with us. You would be the top streaming. Absolutely. Because the people who, I mean, you had um, uh, Owen's been playing it. Uh, Chris has been playing uh, Tons of our friends have been playing this game yeah. on Wii U or on, on, uh, on Switch. And if you gave us a way to stream it, it would be fantastic. And you know what? The only gets That's more people advertising. To buy it. It's advertising. Absolutely. Free, it's complete free advertising because there is no way that watching someone play Zelda can compare to playing Zelda. Watching someone play Mario cannot compare to playing Mario at yeah. all. It, the only it's, thing it's, that it does is it gives you a, gives you free advertising and it gives you a way to, if you're stuck on a puzzle, you can go look up how did someone else do it. Or you can laugh at someone else dying yeah. repeatedly. It's fun. Uh, <coughs> so so one of the things, uh, I, I, I played I played Zelda for a little bit uh, on yours and, and you're like, it auto-saves. Don't, don't screw this up for me. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like I, I ran over and I was trying to get like right next to a ledge so that I could see if I could jump onto something, and I couldn't, and so I, I just fell off into a cliff and ah! and then uh, immediately after that, like it, it positioned me like where the camera was behind a wall or something, and I was like trying to move around so that I could figure out where where, where I was. But apparently, what it, where it puts you is like right on the edge of the cliff where you just fell off, and so. So before, you weren't using the right analog stick to just rotate your view. Eh, I mean, I could have. But I mean, I'm. I'm I also want to expect that. I also, I also want to see like uh, one of the things I had this discussion. Uh, we're playing Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, I was with the with the the girls, and yeah. So I was I was playing that, and one of the things in the in the opening tutorial is you're supposed to you're supposed to hide down and hide from the watchers, and so one of the things that I did was I stood up and I walked out in front of the watcher and I was like, hey, because I want I want the girls to understand that a good game, yeah. a quality game, does something different when you go when you do something outside of the developer's expectations. Yeah. Like you were talking about when you walked up to the old man and you're like, "Hey, there's an item on the ground. This is an RPG. Swipe." Yep. And, and he, he called you on it. And he called me on it. Uh, one other thing that I like and I will I I'm not going to spoil the game in in this. I'm not going to spoil the story. Uh, there is uh, a warm coat, a warm the warm doublet. And the old man said, uh, "There's a diary, and if you get the, um, if you make the recipe, then that teaches you. Uh, then if you, sorry, if you find the missing ingredient, mm -hmm. and you make it and you give it to him, then he will give you the warm doublet." Oh. I went further into the game than I could complete that, and he pieced out. Well, I don't want to say what happened, but, but basically. Uh, I won't. I won't. Uh, so, I cannot. I, I don't know if I can see him again. Uh, but uh, if, if he's if he's in if he's in it further. But um, I I was texting you and saying I'm I think that I screwed up and I don't think I'll be able to get the item. So I went back to his little hut and it's in a chest and he, he has another diary entry that's like here's a, a that's cool. this for you. That so was nice. They of thought of that because there's multiple ways. The warm doublet keeps you warm. Um, and uh, you, you put it on if you want to go up to like an ice area. It'll keep you warm because if you yeah. don't, you'll die. But you can also cook uh, different food that keeps you warm. 
Yeah. So that's what I did. I thought it was like a lot of the Zelda games, like the Fire Temple or whatever, where you kind of have to go through a specific time where it's kind of hard for you. Yeah. And then you get the item. Right. And then you're cool. So that's yeah. what I thought. So and, and, and I appreciate that because I... It, when, when it comes to like a 2D platformer, there's only so far outside of the boundary you can go. But when you have an open world game, I want to be able to have experiences that that are unique. Like your 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 Zelda story is yeah. going to be different than mine. And and I appreciate that. I like it when they do that for Especially me. for a Zelda game. You don't usually have that. Yeah. But I, the old man gave me different dialogue. And there are other characters that will give you different dialogue depending on what choice you make. Yeah. And, and, and how you approach everything. And uh, I've just now... So for those of you who want to keep track, I have... Uh, completed the four shrines on the plateau. I'm now off the plateau onto the next region, and I've gotten to the stables. So I've gotten a couple uh, other shrines uh, in, uh, on my journey there. Uh -huh. And in doing that, uh, first of all, um, this goes without saying, go to the towers. The towers unlock the map for you, so find a tower, unlock the map. Um, but the shrines really, in a, in a very... In a very cool, unique way, are, are, are showing you how to complete something later on by giving you a challenge beforehand that you didn't realize you could do. Yeah. Um, and I, I really like that because the the way to complete one of the challenges uh, required using the the ice pillar mm -hmm. horizontally. And I didn't know that was a thing. I thought, yes, oh, I like bring, bring up, bring up an ice pillar uh, when there's water, when there's like a lake. Mm -hmm. uh, but if there's like water coming down on the wall, yeah. a waterfall, if you will, uh, you can go horizontal. Huh. Yeah, and I, I had no idea. I was like, and it, it, but it brought you to a point in the game where you're like, I don't know how to get further, and you you kind of have that realization. So yeah. I absolutely love the way that they've designed it for that reason. This is this is probably my favorite Zelda game. And I have uh, that. That says a lot. <laughs> it does. All right. So uh, our last two bits of news that we have mm -hmm. uh, this week is um, Danganronpa VR is going to be the first PlayStation VR freebie. Um, I don't. I don't know a whole lot about this. Um, Danganronpa is one of those up to. Um, Danganronpa is one of those series that I intend to check out, mm -hmm. um, but it's also a lot of, of of. It looks like puzzle, doing. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, so Monokuma VR is is sounds objectively terrifying because that bear is psycho. But yeah, there is a there is a PS VR experience, and uh, I think he's actually scarier when he's not buff, like when he's cute yeah. and psycho. Yeah. But anyway, so this is the first PlayStation VR uh, thing, and it's free for PS Plus members. Mm -hmm. Which I'm excited about, and I've I've said for a while that I think that they're going to phase out the PS3 freebies mm -hmm. and uh, move PSVR. Yeah, you said you said that you and and I think you said Captain Redbeard also said that he thinks that uh, think Vita is going to correct. But um, by what is it September, like August or September? Okay. But see, the thing is, they are still released. Sony's not. Mm -hmm. Games are still being released for uh, PlayStation Vita. Yeah. Um, in Japan, uh, Dragon Quest Builders mm -hmm. sold over seven hundred thousand copies on the Vita alone. Yeah. It's it's still a thing that people are spending money. I I bought it for Vita. Yeah. And I and I think that as long as people continue to spend money there, because we haven't had a PS3 game. I don't know, maybe FIFA's still there or something. That, that's usually the last holdout. That's it. But anyway, so 
so yeah so i i think that i think that this is their first little bit into playstation vr plus freebies yeah and then the last thing we have is dr fate who's a character that i i didn't know so dc so dr fate is an interesting one so okay. uh dr fate um for those who follow comics, you know that the, the DC and Marvel copy each other a lot. Absolutely. Uh, and in this case, Doctor Fate. Uh, Bottom left. Doctor Fate is actually um, uh, the people compare Doctor Fate to uh, Doctor Strange. Obviously. Obviously, they are both doctors. They are both mystical. They do magical things. Uh, Doctor Fate was first. Doctor Fate was really? a failed kind of failed hero character uh, that. When Steve Ditko kind of took inspiration from and created Doctor Strange, okay. uh, hence the whole cape and magical powers. I, uh, I do want to watch him beat the crap out of Superman. Yes, so because here's here's my problem with it though. So the Doctor Fate uh, mythos, uh, okay. the Doctor Fate mythos, uh, which by the way his helmet is uh, Naboo. I don't know if they stole that that name, right. uh, but uh, so, I, like, I like the onk. I like the, the onk. onk attack. So, uh, Doctor Fate's history was uh, he was a archaeologist uh-huh. and he was uncovering. Um, I'm doing a really brief version of this. He was uncovering like stuff in the pyramids, and then he got uh, possessed by uh, by this thing. Well, first you're like, oh, he got the power and knowledge uh, of these ancients, and became very knowledgeable in, in sciences to the point where it looked like magic right yeah uh now that's where that's where my problem with it is because the mythos of of dr fate if you take it literally what he's doing is just really advanced science yeah it's not magic but yeah. but uh, yeah the, okay. reason, the reason okay. the reason that I the reason that I say that is is because that is at, at the core what he's doing, mm-hmm. uh, and then later on they kind of changed it where it's like oh he's actually possessed by by uh, this other entity so then he got some magical entity guess parts of it because yeah. Doctor because Doctor Strange it is magic yeah Doctor Fate it's supposed to be advanced stra- uh, advanced science which becomes magic so if they were fighting if it's if it's magic he's gonna kick Superman's tail. Right. If it's not magic, it's it's gonna. Well, be- I mean, you 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 also have like Harley Quinn beating Superman. So I mean, let let's let's tone back on the who would who would win in a yeah. fight because I talked to Neil that, Adams about that on in yeah. December and he he was he was just laughing about it you know about the whole yeah you 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 have to let that part go oh yeah yeah he and he just thought you know oh, this is you know just a hilarious idea it's a great. You know, like Muhammad Ali, kind of, uh, you know, Muhammad Ali and Superman kind of thing, and they wanted to do that with Harley Quinn, and that's really the only yeah. reason they did it. It had nothing to do with like, let's make Harley Quinn the most powerful. It's like, this is funny. It is. It's really funny. Uh, but yeah, Doctor Strange versus Doctor Fate. There's you know, the debate of which which one's more powerful. Um, they both have almost the exact same powers. Yeah, but it's magic. I mean, Benedict so. Cumberbatch. Yeah, that's true. So he wins. Well, that's true. Uh, At least online with. With the two of them fighting, though, I mean, uh, they have so many of the similar powers, and because it's kind of magic-y, uh, your power is what they what the what they writer decide. just kind of decides. Because Doctor Strange and Doctor Faith will both be like, "Oh, I've discovered this new power. This is what I do now." Yep. So they both manipulate time and all that. So I, I think it's a really cool character to bring in here. Uh, they're bringing in a lot of characters that um, that aren't that aren't the core 
Yeah, so. and I, I like I like how deep they're going into the roster to find interesting characters yeah. because Doctor Fate is different than anything else that we really have in yeah. this. And I I loved Lobo. Lobo was my favorite of the DLC characters that came out uh, for Injustice One. And this game was a lot of fun to play. Uh, I don't I don't basically I don't get into very many fighting games. I like the Tekken series. Yeah. That's about it. I like, but yeah. Injustice was a lot of fun, and the the single player story mm -hmm. was better than any other fighting game that I've ever yes, played. Yes, yes. Uh, their Mortal Kombat X, I believe, is where the same thing that <laughs> Mortal Kombat X did in Justice, right. and that storyline was pretty good. Okay. Uh, but this storyline is much better, uh, and I look forward to playing to, to to playing this next one for that story and play Swamp Thing. I love definitely. Swamp Thing. I love Swamp Thing. <laughs> Welcome to the topic of the episode show, the segment where we talk about the topics that we give you to talk about to us. We discuss what you said and what we think all together about a specific topic. Right. It's the viewer mail kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, this week we're going to talk about our favorite cutscenes. Yes. Because um, stories in game, not every game has a story, but the the more memorable ones tend to. Yeah. And there are there are specific moments that that really stand out in our minds. Whether it was you know a, a character development or just something really impressive. Mm -hmm. So I kind of wanted to start it with, uh, and I, I imagine you'd have similar stories for Final Fantasy VII. But in Final Fantasy VIII, there's two specific scenes. Uh, where you're you're walking around with your character, and then it goes into a cutscene, like yeah. it goes into an FMV cutscene over which your character is running, and like the first the first time that it happens, you, you don't really do anything. You're just kind of walking down a hallway, and then it kind of zooms out and shows you Belong Garden. Yeah, and that was really cool. And then. Uh, I want to say end of disc two, mm -hmm. there's actually an attack. And so like you see this battle and you see stuff exploding and, and people fighting and dying and you're running through this to get to the other side. And that was that was a, a crazy advance of the tech mm -hmm. that I had never seen before. And so that obviously now it looks pretty bad. Sure. But but at the at the time it was something that, that really brought it out. And Final Fantasy VIII has some of the most wonderful cutscenes, like the opening cutscene with Liberty oh, yeah. Fatale oh, going yeah. in the background, and the and the sl the slashing and the scars, and like that's where the game starts. Yes, is is with this this epic scene with the 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 protagonist and the quasi antagonist just just working together or fighting together, and it's it's it's, it's beautiful. It really is. Uh, you're right because Final Fantasy is on my list as well. Um, Final Fantasy VII, uh, the the intro. First of all, I I cannot count how many times I watched the intro because I played the demo. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I I watched. Uh, I would just put in the demo disc just to watch the intro. Yep. It just it was mind blowing. Yeah. To have something like that on a console, we'd had something similar on PC, um, but. For a console, you'd have to have a very expensive PC at the time. Yeah. For a console, this was this was completely mind blowing. Uh, there was a time when consoles were more powerful, if not as powerful as PC, mm -hmm. and they were pushing the boundaries. And PC is now obviously taken over. But uh, when it comes to the the, the graphical race, but uh, the other cutscene, other than the intro, uh, is the uh, the death of Eris, which 
Yeah. Um, it it was just crushing uh, to 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 have that happen. And I know I'm apparently I'm in the minority because I shipped Cloud and Eris, and apparently most people shipped Cloud and Tifa, whatever. She's um, showing more skin. I, I guess. And they were prepubescent I boys. I guess they were pre. Yeah, because I I I didn't ship that, so uh, it was heartbreaking to me because she was not only was she my she was my healer. I mean yeah. my my core team, and I think a lot of Final Fantasy games like this. My core team was Barrett, her, and Cloud. Yeah. That was that was my core, and then I throw in Red Red Thirteen or someone else in there and everything. But uh, that was my core, and that way I could do a lot of damage. Barrett was soaking up like uh, Barrett. I gave like uh, uh, cutscenes. Cut, what? <laughs> okay, so it really it really uh, hurt me uh, when that happened. But I think some of my other cutscenes uh, that were some of my favorites. Uh, one of my favorites was in uh, Ocarina of Time, and I loved Ocarina of Time's way of telling the story through the cutscene, mm-hmm. uh, giving you quasi options. Uh, but one thing that I really liked about it in that era was all these other games were doing the 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 FMV, you know, flip over to FMV and then flip yeah. back. And in 64, uh, you know, you can talk about blocky graphics or whatever, but the consistency for it to flow and those characters to be exactly the way that they are everywhere was yeah. just was just amazing. Um, there, there's a moment, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, when you're when you're getting told the story by the tree. Yeah. Uh, after he tells you about the goddesses and how the Triforce was formed, and I also like those because they're quick, they're succinct, yes. they're information. Yes really fast and you get to retain everything but uh so after he tells that story and, it, and there's a whoosh, 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 yeah. and you see the goddesses flying off which is really fun but the camera zooms out and it shows link sitting on the ground listening to it yes and that that for me <laughs> kind of informed the way that i watched mm-hmm future cutscenes that were talking about other things. It was like, oh, this is the part where I sit back and enjoy. Yeah. And yeah. and that's that's something that there, there's a lot of little things that you can put into cutscenes yeah. to make them special. Um, I'm I don't know if you'll let me let me have this one, but I'm gonna put the Blizzard animated shorts for Overwatch as cutscenes. I will I will put that on there because um, because they are they're quasi cutscenes. They're they're, they're, they're canon, mm-hmm. and it's part of the game. It would have been cutscenes uh, had it been a different format of a game. That's that's the reason that I'm gonna do it because okay. if you were if you're playing something that was more that was uh, isometric or if it was just all single player campaign, right. those would be your cutscenes. Well, and and things that happen in that in that game or in the in the cutscenes are actually illustrated in the world. Yes, which they are. which is just one of the they are. my favorite things ever. Um, but yeah, and, and like the way that they the way that they do that, and the little tidbits that we've watched repeatedly over and over and mm-hmm. over, um, is is just really fun to to get to watch and, and see how that goes because yeah, we we dig into those like we do in Dark Souls lore. Yeah, and that's that's a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, Karen uh, mentioned that uh, the only one that she, one of her favorites was uh, Kingdom Hearts. Uh, so I'm guessing the the first one. She said she'd uh, the opening of Kingdom Hearts yeah. uh, seen at least twenty times. That's that's how I am with with Final Fantasy. It's something the opening of Kingdom Hearts does it as well. Uh, it just it just pulls on your your heartstrings. It really does. Yeah. And and there's something about that uh, emotional uh, pull 
that draws you in and keeps you keeps you playing game. Um, yeah. And I think that uh, we're talking about like the the, the brevity uh, in um, uh, Breath of the Wild, the mm-hmm. very start opening credits, if you will, as soon as you get out of the the shrine of uh, resurrection, yeah. you're you're running up uh, a hill, and then it just pulls back, and you see the scope of the world. And it's, it's, it's and it's beautiful. And it's exactly what what, what was needed in there. Um, and also speaking of brevity, uh, I would put the cutscenes for Diablo and Diablo Two into this. Uh, Diablo Three is a completely different uh, category, but uh, or story. Uh, Diablo One and Diablo Two, very the, brief. Okay, so but, I'm, I'm okay. If you haven't played Diablo Two, you should have done that by now. I'm, I'm not even going to worry about spoiling, but when you get to the end of Diablo 2 and yeah. uh, the that character's been talking, that character's been talking to Marcus that whole time. Yeah, and uh, and he he takes the stone and then you realize that that's not an angel. That's that's the freaking <laughs> devil. And then yeah. like he and then the blood spreading and he walks out and just flames pop up behind him and he just leaves and uh, midway through the game at the end of Act. Three when the traveler from or the the traveler from the beginning yeah. becomes Satan. He's he's no longer to contain. Like these moments were yeah. amazing. Yeah. And and like the the rest of the story, the dialogue was was interesting. Yeah. But those cutscenes were so magnificent. And Very like the, the, the Tyrael uh Bale battle, mm-hmm. like so so much of so much of that game was yeah. good. And so yeah, basically what we're saying is is Square and Blizzard. <laughs> just just have it here. Um I'm really enjoying the cutscenes in, in Neo too. I, I like the cutscenes in Neo. Uh they are just long enough for you for you to get some story, get some background, uh, get some really cool stuff about like like William's snark about certain things is really cool. Uh, I don't know how far you've gotten in. I, I like one of my favorite lines so far is uh, is when uh, that one girl says that she doesn't hang out with with she doesn't associate with drunk samurai. Yeah, and he goes, "I'm not a samurai." She's like, "Oh, great, just a drunken just peasant." <laughs> She's like, "That's that's not any better." That is perfect. Yeah, but um, in this conversation, we we have to mention Quantum Break. Yes, because those those were episodes put inside of a game, and it was it was it was it was marvelous. They, they were, and, and it's that brings cutscene into a completely different you know realm. Yeah, uh, you, it's it's not really a cutscene anymore, but but at the same time, it is the it is the top. It's it, the evolution. It's the evolution. Yeah, or or it might be if it were so expensive. I would. Yeah, it was so expensive to make. I would, I, I like the idea, and and Halo talked about this forever ago, which I love. I love Halo's a, a, a good example of this as well when it comes to storytelling, uh, in regards to the brevity. They tell you just enough info to ki- get you to understand the context, and then right. get you back into the action. But uh, what three, four years ago, they were saying, all right, Halo is going to have, you know, we've got books, but we're also going to have a TV Steven series. Steven Spielberg a TV Steven series. Spielberg TVs, yeah. Which we're still waiting on. Yeah. Uh, I like I like the idea of of uh, it being a, a TV series and a game, and for you to be able to enjoy both separately. Mm-hmm. I think that's the key. Um, if you do that, it can be it can be a, a great experience. And if they do go that route, uh, yeah. it, it would it would be fine if you had some kind of like animated uh, Netflix series. Uh, for instance, like um, we had with uh, with Final Fantasy 15, 
mm-hmm. you had the the Brotherhood. I, I liked I liked the that series a lot. Mm-hmm. They were they were like fifteen minute episodes and they were really good. And I think I honestly believe that if I had not watched the anime, I would not have finished the game. Because I had so many problems with the gameplay, yeah. but the the characters, Gladiolus and Ignis and Prompto, they they kept me into the game longer than I would have otherwise. Gotcha. Um, last two I want to mention. Mm-hmm. First off is the opera in Final Fantasy VI, which is is it is absolutely yes. a cutscene. It is. It is before they could do the FMV and everything. A great example of and and everyone had talked about the opera and and told me about it that it was great. And I'm glad I hadn't seen it or it wasn't spoiled for me because experiencing that, uh, for those who have not, I guess I'll spoil it, but like you're you're going through a cutscene in a SNES game and you're 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 interacting during mm-hmm. it, uh, timing wise. So I, I didn't expect that because the uh, in that in that era uh, you would have a really quick, like, here's some dialogue, mm-hmm. and the characters move a little bit, and then you would then get to play. I didn't know I was supposed to be playing. I thought we were in a cutscene where I... <laughs> okay, so one of the one of the really clever things about the way that they did that is the, the first prompt that you're given mm-hmm. has two options, and if you do nothing, yeah. that is the correct response. It'll automatically select the first one for you, hmm. and then the second one you do the second response. The third one you do the first response. So if you miss it, so if you if you're if you're not paying attention or you're like, wait, what's happening? Oh, that's the yeah. It get, it gives you a little bit more of a clue, and it 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 it, it wants you to hmm. succeed. I got the responses. I didn't get. Oh, now you're the supposed dancing. to run up, and then the dancing. Yeah, like I yeah. I didn't get the timing right on that, but. Uh, it's it's a it's a great example. I don't know if you were going to mention this because the one other thing I was going to mention was The Last of Us. Absolutely, that was what I was going to mention. Because The Last of Us, The Last of Us is the pinnacle when it comes to PS3. It is it is the game. If you have a PS3 and you don't, if you've not played that, yeah, it's 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 breathtaking. It's beautiful uh, storytelling wise. It is it is remarkable. The way they tell stories within the game is great as well, mm-hmm. but the cutscenes in it are are just astounding. Yeah, and like there's the the way that they integrated cutscenes and dialogue and like all of the all of this kind of wraps up together because there there are actual cutscenes, but most of the things that you experience and a lot of the most poignant moments are within the game. Yeah, uh, like there's a there's a mechanic wherever you you go over to an area and you boost her up with triangle, and you go over there and you try to boost her up with triangle and she's just sitting over on a bench somewhere and then you go over there and there's dialogue yeah like they 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 consistently broke your i'm video gaming right now and and they they use those to to call your attention to to use use previous gameplay elements to let you know What's about to happen yeah. is important, yeah. and and that happens right before one of the most special scenes yeah. in a video game yeah. that we won't spoil here. Yeah. But it was, it was just a really, it was it was a calm moment when we needed a calm moment. It was, it was, and it shows, it shows that your that your that your people hate. Uh, the the companion quest the the, uh, the the you have to you know the uh, protection quest if you will uh, escort mission escort mission yeah I don't know why I 
blanking on that. So people hate escort missions, and to have a game that's almost an escort mission, but it's not. But without, but without all the things that make us hate escort yes. missions. And and what I love about it also is is it shows not like you said through the cutscenes as well, but it shows what she's going through. And yeah. that she's not just following you all the time blindly. There's yeah. something that catches her eye. She's gonna go look at it, mm -hmm. and it's it's remarkable in that in that case. Yeah, yeah. So those are some of our favorite and a couple of your favorite uh, cutscenes in video right. games. Um, go find us on the internet. Yeah. We are Twiach Gaming on Twitch. We are Twiach everywhere else. I mean, if you, if you look for this week in our collective heads or Twiach, yeah, we're. You're probably us, and you, you find you find our little mustache guy. Yep. And if you don't find it, then hit the thing where it's like, did you really mean Twitch or Twiach? And you're like, no, no. I meant Twiach because those guys are awesome. Mm -hmm. So go check that out and uh, hit us up. Like we said, the the uh, totes episode for next week is going to be about what makes a good console launch. Yeah. Or I mean, you know, tell us your your console launch stories or when you when you got your first console. Yeah. Tell us those stories. Uh, reach out to us on Facebook, on Twitter, on, I mean, you can comment on this video, on YouTube, or whatever. So, yeah. reach us there, and we will talk back to you. See you guys later. Thanks.